Life's great. Cannot complain. Not yet, at least. We'll wait for the little bit into the podcast to start complaining about stuff. Sometimes they say when people complain, who's going to care? Who's yeah, going to listen anyway? Seriously, exactly. That, when I used to work at the bar, I would say that little thing where it's like, oh, can't complain yet. And it's like, oh, if you complain, I wouldn't listen. I was like, oh, man, shit. See? <laughs> That's good stuff. Crazy week this week, bro. Yeah. I uh, I walked into my, my casual restaurant that I go into all the time to get breakfast in the morning. Yeah. And as I'm walking in, I see this attractive woman. Uh oh. Like, okay, Here she's we go. cute. She's cute. It's getting interesting. <laughs> and um, you know, I didn't pay attention to her surroundings, or I wasn't aware of my surroundings. Um, because next thing you know, I order my food. I turn around. She's pulling out her boob. What? This is San Francisco, right? So you like? You getting breakfast at the red light district? <laughs> it wasn't that crazy, but at the same time, I'm like, what the hell is this lady doing? So she is already sitting down in her seat. Pulls out her thing, and uh, it's a and boob, then she reaches man. on the side of her, or her boob, her tit, her right? Thing. Her thing. <laughs> and uh, she grabs her child. Oh, uh, And then she starts to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense, right? Yeah, okay. But then it made me think, right? Like, what's the protocol of breastfeeding? Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you do first? Do you pull out your boob first? Do you grab your child first? Hmm. Do you put a cover over it? Well, like, is there a time and place to do this? Yeah, well, I know. I feel like at airports, they uh-huh. have specific places for stuff like that. But when I used to work at a couple restaurants, like, I remember I'd be in the back, like, putting the dishes away or something, right? And then people would come in, like, dude, there's a chick with her boob out at the table, and she would be breastfeeding. But, I mean, to me, like, if I'm eating, like, you were at a restaurant, right? Yeah. Like, a breakfast place or something. Uh-huh. Like, to me, if I was a person eating at a breakfast place, and I saw a girl breastfeeding, like, I would kind of lose my appetite. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you got to be careful, though, bro. Because people literally don't have a problem with it. Huh. And I don't have a problem with it either, right? Your kid's hungry. It's the most natural way to feed your child yeah, right for then sure. and there. Yeah. Of course, there's a time and a place to uh-huh. do it. But at the same time, it was like, damn, I don't have kids. You don't have kids either. But would I want my wa- my wife or my significant other breastfeeding their chi- or our child in public not covering up, none of that. Like, it made me, you know, think about it. So I was, like, definitely taken about, taken back by it. You know, a knee-jerk reaction. Like, whoa, what is she doing? Um, but, yeah, what do you think, bro? How do you feel about it? I mean, again, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. You know, it's a natural thing. Like, I'm happy to see that versus formula. You know what I mean? Um, but in a certain sense, like, to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, like, I wouldn't want my wife just to be out there, like, Granted, it's not the most attractive thing in the world to be breastfeeding a child. Like, I don't know. I mean, people have a lot of weird fetishes. <laughs> That's another conversation. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just, it's, it's strange to me. Yeah. Because I've only seen that happen, in my life at least, two or three times. Uh-huh. And every time, granted the third time, I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen it before. But like the first time, I was like thrown back. I was like, what? You can't, what? You can't be having your tit out? What you yeah. doing? Like, put it away. You know <laughs> right. It's I mean? like taboo. Like, like no, 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 no. no. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but yeah. it's just, it's a, a shocking thing. And I figure, I don't know. I mean, everyone has to breastfeed. Every woman has to breastfeed eventually if they have kids. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy how like, uh, American culture has so sexualized yeah. boobs yeah. that when we see it in its most natural form, right? Yeah. Doing what it's made for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like weird to us. Like we're like, whoa, don't do that. Cover up. Like get out of here. 
Well, there was a whole someone who actually works in this uh, office space. Uh-huh. Um, he's part of a whole campaign called Free the Nipple campaign. Gotcha. Which is trying to, I think it's like to normalize showing women's breasts. Uh-huh. And I think the first, like, I don't want to call it an assault because it's not a war, but the first campaign they're running is to try to allow Instagram to be more okay with showing breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see from a standpoint, it's like, okay, yeah, like, I mean, if it's artfully done, I'm sure it's like, could be really cool. But to a certain standpoint, I feel like little kids are going to see this and be like, oh my God, a boob, oh, and show all their friends, <laughs> the boob, oh. Because you know, like, what? My mom used to get Victoria's <laughs> Secret magazines sent to the house when I was younger. And, you're and like, I remember I'd be like going through the mail and I'd see it, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and like flip through it really quick, you know, just to yeah. see some girls in underwear. So exactly. I mean, imagine what would happen if they had nipples all over Instagram. See? But Crazy. yeah, that's, huh, that's interesting. I've never. Yeah. And then another thing that you said that right on Instagram, you can, you can take a picture with your shirt off. Yeah. And there's true. no problem. Yeah. You know, a girl takes a picture with her shirt off and they'll take it down. So it's like, damn, the double standard on boobs and I guess, you know, breasts in general is like it's pretty obvious. Well, it's interesting, too, because in regards to free the nipple and boobs in general, like I can show my boobs, right? <laughs> your chest. My your, chest. Your my man chest, chest. My chesticles. Um, <laughs> but I think it's like once you show the areola, the nipple itself, then it's crossing the line, right? Because you can see what they, they call them pasties. Or whatever, right? Like the ones where it's like a sticker that the girls just oh, put over put their over nipples. The okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's okay. Like on Instagram and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But once the nipple is shown, then it's like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Everyone like freaks out. Yeah. Which is interesting. Hmm. Like why? There's a weird thing with nipples going on. Yeah. Some sort of conspiracy. But man, it, it was uh, it was definitely shocking, right? To walk into the restaurant. You know, I I wasn't even aware of the child. I was so focused. Like, oh, she's, she's gorgeous and she's beautiful. Now go and get my coffee, do my thing, turn around. I'm like whoa like shocked by it like and i shouldn't be shocked by it it's like i think it's natural um but at the same time i don't know if i want my significant other breastfeeding in public yeah without covering up well and that's the thing too it's like there's so many ways to work around that scenario like can't you just pump the breast milk into the bottle before you leave the house or like do you have to do it like did the baby like start freaking out like i need milk now right but that's kind of the thing right it's like convenience it's like you're not gonna go in a bathroom stall right it's dirty it's nasty it doesn't smell good you're gonna put a cover over the baby's face and it's hot and sweaty it's uncomfortable like you know what i mean i was thinking about all these scenarios like do you go in your car and breastfeed and then you inconvenience yourself because now you can't eat lunch or you can't hand, handle business on the phone. It's like when your baby's hungry, your baby's hungry. You got to feed them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I wonder, like, I wasn't a manager for the restaurant at the time when it happened. But I wonder if there's, like, a protocol mm-hmm. for managerial positions when, like, someone starts breastfeeding. Like, is it okay to breastfeed? Like, Put is like there this. a breastfeeding policy in Starbucks where it's like, bring your kids here to breastfeed them? In 2019, know? if a manager stops a woman oh, from breastfeeding, no. it'll backfire. Oh, huge, bro. all over the news. You can't do anything. You can't say no or stop to anyone. Maybe protest outside with women <laughs> breastfeeding in front of Starbucks. Oh, Let man. us feed. Right. Let us feed. They got their boobs out and stuff. <laughs> I'm guaranteed, man, it would happen. I guarantee oh, it. Oh, man. Dude, but that okay. Uh, off off topic here a little bit, but you we talked about it a little bit in the past. Uh-huh. This dude Blueface. 
Okay. So I listened to, I was telling you, Dead Lokes and Bleed It. Uh-huh. And everyone's talking like, oh my God, he's a horrible rapper, raps off beat. I listened to those songs. I was like, okay, this isn't horrible. Yeah. Granted, I can't listen to it more than like three times without being like, okay, this is kind of bad. But I listened to his other songs. And I was thrown back by how offbeat it was. It's almost cringeworthy, right? It was beyond cringeworthy. Like, there's a thing. It's like, because even with Little Pump and these rappers nowadays, like, uh-huh. granted, I'm not a huge fan of them. But they're on beat. Yeah. And if I'm drunk or if I'm not even thinking about the words, I can still dance to it and vibe to it. Yeah. But with this, he's so <laughs> off beat that like the beat's doing its own thing and he's doing his own thing. So it's like two beats on top of each other. So my brain hits like this cognitive dissonance yeah. where it like doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how people are enjoying this. Man, Blueface is, is doing his thing right now. I, other than other than him still in the Bay Area's dance. I'm all for him, bro. Make your money, make your music. And it doesn't sound great, right? I listen to, <laughs> I searched uh, Apple Music, and I'm like, who is this Blueface guy, right? So the first two songs I hear is Tatiana, mm-hmm. which is like the new sicko mode for for white girls right now. Ha! <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. You know how, like, everyone, they all love that sicko mode yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's the new, Tatiana's that yeah, new song. Bust it down, Tatiana, bust it down. Hey, hey, hey. But uh, that is the new song for them, bro. So mm-hmm. it's like, He's doing his thing. I can't be mad at him for for being successful, right? Do what you want to do. It doesn't sound great. All of it doesn't sound great, but he's doing his thing, man. I can't be mad at him. I can be mad at him. Get your money, black man. Get your money. I can be mad at him, man. You kidding me? It comes to a a line, I feel like, where it's like, it's not art. It's not nothing. Hmm. It's It's like, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? He even said, like, he's not like, oh, I didn't start rapping until a few months ago. Like, what? Like, you serious? Like, there's people out here who have been, like, trying so hard to make it in this industry. Mm -hmm. And this fool comes up and literally doesn't rap on beat at all. It literally sounds like he raps a verse and then he picks from a beat and then puts the beat on the verse that he rapped. And it doesn't match up. Like, it's, you guys, if you haven't listened to him, you need, I don't want to promote him at all. But you need to hear it just for, like, the comedic aspect of it. Because some of these songs where he's literally off beat the entire time have, like, 7 million views. Yeah. And... It's irritating because my friend, I was talking to him. He was like, oh, it just like kind of proves that people like ignorant stuff. I'm like, no, like that's not. It's it's a difference between ignorance now. That's not even ignorance. Ignorance is rapping about drugs and women and all this stuff. But he's like rapping about that, but not even rapping. Yeah, his cadence is just way off. Way off. I see what you're saying. So I feel like now it's a situation where it's like people listen to it Mm -hmm. as a joke at first, maybe. And then other people think that people are listening to it seriously and they're like oh other people like it i guess i should like it too and then start because you can't like if you guys listen to this you can't dance to it you can't move to it i tried to kind of groove you can dance with tatiana okay tatiana so you can i mean, dance to that i think the thing now is with these songs like tatiana because yg's on that song uh-huh um, but before yg got on it it was a big song too yeah yeah see but i think but i think what's happening is all these producers are like holy shit like this guy is making it without rapping. And yeah. now they're kind of trying to coach him back into the lines. Because hmm. the first few songs I heard when he first started making songs, like, were horrible. And now he's slowly <laughs> starting to get more on beat. So I feel like the people who have signed him are just like... Kind of structuring it a little yeah. bit better. Because I want to meet the first... Pro- the Whoever produced the first song for him... Yeah. You want to slap him? I want to slap him. Because <laughs> I've kicked people out of my studio for rapping off beat. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, bro, like, it's not on beat. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and we've tried like 8,000 times. and like, it's still not on beat, bro. Like, it doesn't sound good. Maybe you don't have it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe music isn't for you. Well, maybe music's not for me at this point. That's what I'm starting. <laughs> but what Blueface does have is uh, he's got the look. Yeah. He's in a gang, right? He's a crip. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you got the look, you got the style, you know, he's got the, the street notor- notoriety. Is that how you say Yeah, it? notoriety. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, it's like, that's kind of the formula these days, right? If you uh-huh. got all that, that's what all these people just kind of want to glorify is the yeah. street culture. Even if you're not living it, even if it's not real, it's just like he looks good. He's got the style. He's got one or two songs that I kind of like. And people people push it, man. Well, it's, it's interesting because I feel like music in the past was so much harder to make. Because before all these computer programs and stuff, like we can knock out a podcast in like 10 seconds, set it up, get, yeah. it, get it in. Same thing with a song. You can make a whole entire orchestra on your computer. Back in the day, you used to have a live band mm-hmm. and a live performance, record it all one take, and then put it on a record tape, and then put it out on a cassette. Super difficult. Man. But now it's like you got all these Zan heads sitting in their <laughs> bedrooms, knocking out these beats super quick, and then you got people like Blueface just coming on, like, bust down, Diana, bust it down. Uh, hey, Blueface, all right, baby, yeah. Uh, that's what he said. Yeah, all right. That's yeah, all right. Blueface, baby. Chase him back. Don't chase me. Like, Oh, man. It's it's interesting where the where the whole, and I think as a, uh, a culture as a whole, it's kind of going in that direction. Yeah. It's like quantity over quality. I got a cousin that feels the same way about you. Shout out James. He hates Blueface. Hey, shout what's up, James? <laughs> hey, hit me up, bro. We need to hang out. Oh man, that's funny. Um, but yeah, Indy just signed to Fashion Nova. Blueface did. Mm. So you know what I mean? He's he's making the right business moves. Uh, so, somewhat. He's like signed to four people. He's like signed to someone who signed to someone who signed to someone. Yeah. So that's not good business. Not at all. But um, hit me up, Blueface. I'll be your manager. Just give me <laughs> give me a cut. I got you, bro. He's getting that Fashion Nova money, man. Yeah. Can't be mad at him. Well, it's interesting too because I feel like that's a huge thing uh, for artists like Blueface. Is I don't want to call him ignorant because I don't know him as an individual and I don't want to judge. I'm only judging his music and it's trash. But him as an individual, I can't judge him. I'll give him that. Um, so he's probably a relatively smart kid. But these people are getting locked into these deals, like you said. He signed with four different people. Mm-hmm. That means before his money, that let's say his song makes a hundred thousand, and they're all taking twenty percent each. Shit. That means what? He's only going to get twenty percent of that cut. Yeah. So he's only going to get like. 20, 25,000 out of 100,000 or something like that. I mean, I can't do quick math, but if you're not, and then all these songs that he has on YouTube are put up by Worldstar. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, well, he's making money off YouTube too. It's like, no, Worldstar is getting that money. Yeah. Because I've been paid off YouTube before, and like, since it was on my channel, it came to me. Yeah. So it's going to Worldstar's channel, and they're probably not cashing them out. I doubt it. Yeah. It's. Well, the, dude, the world's crazy. Like, my mom, she lives in a really good neighborhood, and I was playing video games with my brother on Xbox Live, and he was like, dude, there was a, three masked robbers in Pleasanton like three days ago. What? Yeah, they robbed a Wells Fargo. Three masked dudes robbed a Wells Fargo in Pleasanton, then dipped the scene, were over by Foothill High School in my mom's neighborhood. Like, super peaceful area. No um, way. And they like carjacked some person at gunpoint and then dipped and they were being chased by cops and then carjacked someone else and got away scot-free. You're kidding me. I swear. This is like some movie shit. For real. You never hear about it. Like the worst thing I've ever heard in this area was like maybe someone getting kidnapped, which I mean was still horrible, but that uh-huh. was like 10 years ago. And there was a shooting in Ruby Hill or something like that, like five years ago. Oh, okay. Pleasanton's the Wild Wild West now. Yeah, it's popping up, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the hood. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> but yeah, I was... I was Blown away. I was like, whoa. You know Brandon Chun? Yeah. 
he was a bank teller at some bank. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be specific about it. And he got robbed. Damn. You know what I mean? So it's like, it happens out here. I think that was in uh, San Ramon or something. Huh. And like he said the guy just like handed him a note. Didn't even show a weapon or anything, oh, but like shit. faked like he got a weapon. Hopped in a Prius and just... Hopped in a, a Prius. A Can Prius. you believe that? Out of everything he hopped in was a Prius. We got a Prius going 100 down the freeway. We got, and know. he got up out of there, Damn. so... Well, that's, that's a good question. I don't, you don't have to answer this because it is kind of invasive. Have you ever been like had a gun held on you? I've had a gun pointed at me like once. I've been around guns. Yeah. I've shot music videos where guns have been pointed at the camera. Dude, same. Dude, that's a weird situation too. Super weird. It's like it's super it's like uncomfortable. Right at your face. You're like, like oh, I don't know how I feel about this. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely not in a threatening way. Um, Not in a threatening way. Thank God. Yeah, well, it's a weird situation. I haven't had it directly pointed at me, but it kind of sounds similar to Brandon's story with the bank teller. Because we were at some party in Dublin, uh-huh. Dublin of all places, and we were waiting outside, about to walk in, and this car pulls up next to us, and he's like, "Hey!" Kind of yells us over. I'm, I'm the only one who walks up because my friends are like, "Nah, fuck that." Damn. I know, right? So, so I'm <laughs> like, "Okay, hey, hey, how's it going, partner? Nice to see you." Walk up, all friendly and shit, and then he like, he's like, "Y'all need to get out of here." I was like, "Oh, well, we're about to go to this party right here." He's like, nah, you're not. I was like, well, nah, yeah, we, we're walking over. You want to come with us? Like, hella friendly. Yeah. And he's like, nah, you're not going to the party. And, like, pulls out a gun and just, like, puts it on his glove box. Oh, shit. And just leaves it there. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I didn't want to go to the party anyway. <laughs> Fuck that so, party. <laughs> and then, like, I walked up to my friends. They're like, oh, what do you want? I was like, he had a gun. We should leave. And then they're like, oh, shit. So then we dipped. Man. But, I mean, I can imagine, like, being in a situation where, like, the gun is pointed at you. Yeah. I would love to think that I would be able to like react, like, what the, what the, and, like knock the, you know what I mean? But realistically, you'd probably be frozen. Scared, bro. I couldn't yeah. imagine. A lot of banks have that like glass where it kind of mm-hmm. covers you, but if you're in a bank where it doesn't have that, then yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're fucked. Give up the money. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, they're not going to pay you more for trying to be a hero. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Give them the fucking money. Let the police do their job. For real. And you're going to be safe. That's huge. When a motherfucker tries to be a, a hero, and then the security guard ends up dying, and mm-hmm. one of their coworkers ends up dying, it's like, let the motherfucker do his thing. Hopefully he gets caught, or he gets away with the money, Yeah. whatever side you're on, and everybody lives to see another day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, dude, could you imagine being in like the old days where like that used to happen a lot? Man. Because there was like world-renowned uh, gangsters and bank robbers. That were like known for it, right? Known for it. And like they would go on sprees, like hitting banks like seven days a week. Man, Mac like, Dre. Mac Dre and them. Shout out Jay Diggs and all them. You got to watch their uh, their uh, documentary. Fizz Nation. Which one was it? It was uh, it was the one that was American Gangster. It was the one that DJ Vlad did. Huh. And uh, yeah, man, that one was pretty interesting. They talked about how they kind of, you know, robbed a lot of banks and like pizza spots in the Bay Area. And then they uh. went out to like George Fresno and did some shit. Pizza shops. Yeah, man. Give me all extra large. American Gangster, uh, Mac Dre. Y'all gotta watch that. Huh. Those movies are really interesting to me. <coughs> Super interesting. Dude, another thing I heard about, uh, this is in New York, right? This lady fucking pulled the plug on her brother. Oh, what? Right, so I guess she gets a call from the hospital. It's like, your brother overdosed. Um, he has severe brain damage. Like, you need to come down and check him out. So she checks him out, and the guy definitely, you know, looks like her brother. Like, his face is all swollen. He's kind of yeah. fucked up, but the doctor said there's zero chance. Like, he has no brain activity, right? Wow. She pulls the plug on this motherfucker. 
finds out that's not even her brother. No. <laughs> Bruh, it's not even her brother. Oh, my God. So she pulled the plug on the wrong dude. Oh, no. So she's uh she's still in the hospital in New York. She's still in the hospital? She's still in the hospital. Oh, okay, uh-huh. She's going to win that one. I think so. That was pain and suffering, bruh. Oh, but she's traumatized. She, she killed somebody. She pulled the <laughs> But they, they told her there was no chance of her brother living. So oh she's like, Oh, my Fuck gosh, it. bro. She was probably mad and pulled two plugs. <laughs> but so her brother, I guess, was in jail mm-hmm. this whole time. She was able to talk to her brother. Her brother was kind of pissed because she's like, he's like, what the fuck? You pulled the plug on me? Like his Wait, kid. So the brother came out of the coma? No. So the guy she pulled the plug on yeah. was not her brother. Not her brother. He died. He's yeah. gone. He's out of here. Okay. Finita. Yeah. Her brother is in was in jail this whole time. She did, had no idea. So her brother was able to talk to her, and uh, they talked about what happened. And wow, it's fucked up. His his kids even went to go see him. Like Damn. they, she was like, the guy definitely looked like my brother. Like I for sure thought it was my brother. I see how they got it mixed up. Like yeah. she understood how they could get it mixed up, but at the same time. Damn. You know, so she's suing. She's trying to get some bread off that. What you oh think? Oh my gosh, bro. You don't I think, think she's <laughs> Nah, bro. She needs to be. She needs the plug pulled on her. Man. Like, because that's not. You don't. They need to stop using that term, then, man. Because like the doctor is supposed to do that shit. They don't give you the honors. It's not like some like magical uh-huh. situation where it's like, would you like to pull the oh, plug, so ma'am? You, you know what I mean? It's like, crazy how my, my whole life I thought that's what happens. Like your family member goes like, and like pulls the plug on you, and it's like. You know, there's no way. I, I imagine it has to be a doctor, right? The doctor. Because a situation it. like that could happen where she's like, "I'm gonna pull the plug. I love you, little bro." And then so, kill somebody. but the headlines. That's what it said. It said, "Sister pulls the plug on brother." But not like, I guess the doctor did it or some whoever. She agreed that it was over for him, and that was it. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't imagine. No, that's not. Stupid. That's traumatizing though. That's I nuts. think for her too. It's like. She thought her brother was dead. She thought, you know, it's over with. And then to find out he's still alive, it's like... Well, so that's a weird situation in itself. So the doctors told her that her brother was done for. Yeah, no but brain activity. he wasn't activity. even in the hospital? He was in the jail? He was in jail. So they must have mixed up the files completely they or something. They fucked up something. Huh. That's it's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. So she probably had been going to the hospital talking to this random dude for hella long. Go, she's like, I was sitting next to his bed crying. Like, wow. Her, his kids were there. Like, wow. they were crying. They so were all the sad. the kids thought that this dude... They thought their dad was dead. And the whole time he was in jail, just posted up, getting tattoos, working out, getting swole. <laughs> eating Damn. noodles. Yep. Eating noodles. The whole, the, the whole nine yards. Damn. Crazy. Dude, that's crazy. Well, what, I feel like there was a, another situation um, that you were telling me about where, like, someone... Was it the brother situation where she, the plug got pulled? There was some other weird situation that was going on recently where I think... I want to say it had something to do with Fortnite. As ridiculous as that sounds, like the the sun or something. I don't know like about Fortnite, but I was telling you about this uh, this shit that happened on the Super Bowl day. Uh huh. So this couple fucking uh, invites over some friends and family, right? Yeah. They're married, and this guy has a stepbrother over there. Uh-huh. He got his girl. Everybody's chilling. So if you have guests over, of course, right? Your woman's making people plates and feeding. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. You Hosting. know what the woman did? Hmm. She fed his stepbrother before she fed him. He was pissed. Well, that's the stepbrother before she fed it, and there was like dating or what? Hold on, sorry. So it's the, the sister. It's the <laughs> the sister, the brother, who? Yeah, I know the stepbrother. <laughs> so it's a couple, the right? The couple have people over their house. Okay, and then 
And then well, so the couple that. feeds the guest, specifically his stepbrother, first, first before she feeds him. Well, isn't that that's like hospitality though, right? Hospitality, right? I, I'm assuming. Yeah. The way I've grown up though, my mom, my grandma, they always feed my grandpa or my dad first. Oh, the elders and yeah. Just the the man of the house, yeah, right? It's their sense. house. Yeah. That's just how it goes, I guess. Even when I was dating a Latino woman, uh, her <laughs> mom would always feed. The husband first. Mm-hmm. So this is just kind of how it goes, I guess. Yeah. This motherfucker got violent. Oh. He got mad, right? So he starts arguing. He starts, you know, saying super vulgar shit. Damn. Everybody leaves the party besides the stepbrother oh, and no. some other woman. I have a feeling I know where this is going. This fool killed his stepbrother. Oh, no. And shot the other lady. The other lady is in critical condition still. shot his, like, a significant other? No. The, this is, his significant other left. Because she oh, was gone, so all the other guests left. Damn. There was two other people there, and he tried to kill both of them. Damn. Yeah. Crazy story, dude. Dude, that's nuts. Like, that type of shit, there has to be something else going on in that person's brain. And that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, there has to be a backstory. Yeah. Either he's been jealous of his stepbrother. Yeah. He thinks his stepbrother's fucking his chick. Yeah, like, something's something, happening. Something going on. Crazy. Well, that's like this whole situation. This blew my mind was some family man with his wife they already had two kids who were like i want to say like three years old four years old um super young she had she was pregnant with a third was she breastfeeding in public yeah he's like (laughs) you need to put your tip bag away no so so, uh i guess the whole time this guy was having an affair with someone else while his wife was pregnant and they already had two kids okay so then he was like freaking out because he's like shit she's having another kid like i can't handle this i got all this other stuff going on with this chick on the side that she doesn't know about Uh granted this guy looked like a super normal person and he ends up one day coming home killing the killing the uh the mom the wife and then killing the two kids and then taking them and like dumping them in a field somewhere the whole time the sister of the uh wife who got killed knew something weird was going on and, like, they launched this whole investigation, and then he was pretending to be all sad, like, oh, I don't know where they are. They left earlier and haven't come back. But it freaked me out so much because this guy looked like the average person you would see at the gym. Yeah. Looked like the average dude you would see at the bar, like, just normal-looking dude. But then he turns around and, like, just does this horrible, maniacal thing. Was this the thing where they, like, found his kid in, like, an oil bucket yeah. or something like that? Yeah, in an oil this. rig or something big. He, like, dumped the bodies where in Where he there. used to work or something. Yeah. That's fucked yeah, up, Yeah, super crazy. Could you imagine that? Yeah, and, well, and the whole time he was on the news, like, saying, like, if you're out there, please come home. I don't know where you are. Psychopath. Psychopath. Man. It's, it's crazy how, like... People can do that stuff and mentally live with it. Not to stay on the same path, but I kind of will. Yeah, no, please go ahead. <clears throat> There's a fucking Netflix uh, documentary out right now called Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, dude. Bro, you gotta watch this shit. It's about a Mormon family. They uh, meet this guy. They're super good friends with his family as well. Mm-hmm. The dad ends up. Taking advantage of the wife, taking advantage of the husband, taking advantage of the daughter. I'm not going to go in depth about what happens because I want everybody to watch this shit. But he molests the daughter. Oh, dude. This motherfucker goes to jail for it, has the parents sign papers saying that everything was okay. And then tells the parents, as a part of my therapy, I have to sleep next to your daughter. And guess what the parents fucking did? 
let this motherfucker do it. Dude. So, abducted in plain sight. I don't want to go any further, but you guys got to watch that shit. Dude. It's an it's a interesting, crazy fucking show. And it's like, how did... These parents are so naive, dude. It's it's crazy. Well, that stuff, to me, like, the only way I can console myself when I hear stuff like this, because that stuff, like, disturbs me. Yeah. You know, especially when kids are involved and stuff. Exactly. The only way I can console myself is thinking, like, okay, there's the capacity. I love that phrase. The capacity for all these horrible people. But if, like, the, the law of balance is true, yeah. there's also going to be people who are, like, the other end, who are extremely positive and, like, are doing all these world-renowned changes and, like, helping all these people. That's a good way to look at it. You know, that's the only way I can calm myself down. Because when I hear stuff like that, it's like, we need to get our pitchforks, we need to get our torches, <laughs> and we need to find this fool, put him on, burn him at the stake, you know what I mean? Let's get rid of the filth. A lot of people don't care about it unless it uh, affects them directly, though. That's unfortunate, yeah. right? Because, like, the R. Kelly shit. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of a minor, like, what, 20 years ago? Almost yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, nobody really gave a fuck until the documentary came out. Then yeah. it was like, oh, fuck. Well, that was a whole disgusting, weird thing, too, I guess. Because I, I didn't get a chance to watch it myself. But uh-huh. from what I've heard, like, he had a whole initiation process with these girls where he would lock them inside a bedroom for, like, a week and they would have to ask permission to use the bathroom and all this weird stuff. Crazy, dude. Could you imagine being like super successful and then <laughs> having to take advantage of girls and shit? It's like, dude. Yeah. Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, like these yeah, motherfuckers are sense. crazy. But then there's like a there's like a big movie guy that fucking adopted someone from China and ended up marrying his daughter. He's super famous too, dude. Uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. It was just like a really weird situation where it's like, oh, this dude, I didn't expect that from him. Yeah, it's like, so I feel like everyone's kind of got their thing, but man, like when it becomes children and and shit like that is just super fucked up. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, I hold, this this is is a really, I kind of want to start to stray away from this topic because it was weird, but (laughs) a little bit there, I heard of a, a dude who was having impure thoughts. My girlfriend was telling me this. A guy who was having impure thoughts about molesting children. So he was having these thoughts and he was aware of them. He's like, dude, I've been having these weird cravings. Like, I don't like it. it huh. I don't like it. And he was freaking out. So he went to a psychiatrist and told him, was like, dude, I've been having these weird feelings about weird kids and stuff. And I don't know what to do. Psychiatrist didn't know what to do. Because, uh-huh. I mean, that's a really rare thing that someone would come out to the light with that. And I guess he ended up castrating himself. Like, hanging himself? No, so, like, cutting off his wiener. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, like, I guess they're called eunuchs when they don't have anything. So, he was so worried that he was having impure thoughts about touching children that he chopped off his own wiener. Round of applause for me. I know, right? For real. Damn, that's crazy, though, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Well, that's some willpower right there. It's like, I know this isn't right. I have have this weird desire that I know isn't right, and I'm going to, like, take extreme action. And he's going to fix it. And he's going to fix it. Well, shit, he fixed it. Yeah, that's why he yeah, fixed himself. <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Let's talk about something happy, man. Let's, th- Let's talk about big... some fucking mountain lions, bro. Oh, that's not happy, but okay, man. I want to talk about it because I don't believe this shit actually happened. Yeah, huh? So, supposedly, this guy is on a trail running here in California somewhere. No, it wasn't in California, actually. I just read that. It was in it was somewhere else. Fort Collins, wherever that is. Wherever Fort Sounds Collins like Nevada. is. Nevada. This motherfucker's running... Gets attacked by a mountain lion from behind and is able to fight it off and strangle it to death. 
Bruce Lee. And we s- somewhat touched on this already, yeah. but it's like, how believable do you think this story is? Well, to me, it's like, from hiking experience and hearing stories about mountain lions, bears, etc. Okay. Mountain lions are killing machines, and they're designed to go for the back of their neck. Because it's your weak spot. Mm-hmm. You can't really, like, your arms don't bend that way. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't get back there. They paralyze you, take you down. So to me, it just doesn't make sense to imagine someone flipping around that quick and choking out cold style, like mountain lion, like, oh, oh shh, shh, petting it. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Because there's got to be some state of shock, right? For sure. Whenever you're, like, in any type of combative symptom. Combat yeah. situation. Car, car crash, it's fights, like, anything. You're like, oh, all right. I'm yeah. a little shocked right now. Gather you know, your thoughts. You know what it could have been? Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline. Because that could totally explain it. Because if you're like, you hear like, Row! and then all of a sudden like, there's a huge Ooh. thing on your back. Like, I imagine you would be like, gives me the like, chills right now. Super sane. And just like, rip it up. He probably like, f- dropped on his back and then it scurried away. And then he, that's, dude, I can't imagine that. The only way I'm thinking this was possible is that the cat was either sick, mm-hmm. the mountain lion, right? Is either sick or injured already. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking that's the only way a motherfucker's going to fight off a mountain lion. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny, too, because I was looking at it as well, and the news channels were like, the scientists are studying the cat to see why it would have assaulted or attacked this guy. I'm sitting there like, it's it. they kill things to eat and survive. Like, it's not a troubled child. Right. Like, why are you over here like, oh... We want to see what's wrong with the cats. Like, what about the dude? Let's look at his DNA. He must be Superman or something. If he can freaking take down, I want to study this guy. I don't give a shit about the cat. Like, oh, that's nuts. And he's probably running in the opposite direction, right? So we're yeah. probably thinking he's running away from the cat. Uh huh. It's prey. It's running. I'm gonna yeah. eat you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wonder if like, <laughs> I wish there was a picture of this guy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Where's the pictures of the injuries? Yeah. I want to see the footage. Where's exactly. the GoPro footage? Exactly. Because I'm imagining this dude, like, for some reason, my mind keeps leaning to this, like, older middle-aged man who's, like, kind of skinny but in, like, really good running shape. And, yeah. like, somehow he just, like, pulls this off. <laughs> That's he, well, He's probably, like, an MMA fighter. But then another story about mountain lions is last year, mm-hmm. not to stay on the same fucking subject, but a motherfucker gets attacked by a mountain lion while he's riding his bike with his friend. The friend gets off the bike and is like, fuck, like my friend's getting attacked. Like, I'm going to go help him. Yeah. Runs over, goes to help him. And the mountain lion attacks the guy that was trying to help. Mm-hmm. The guy, the first guy getting attacked gets on his bike and rides off. Dips. Dips, dude. Leaves his, his dude, friend there. man. That's. That's fucked up, right? Well, I wish the guy from the first story was there. It would save both of them. Coming out, he jumps out. He, he was watching the mountain lion the whole time, attacks the back of his neck, chokes it out again. Man, yeah. dude, that's nuts. I, sh- so he comes back, right, and his friend's dead. Oh, yeah, for sure. Killed by the mountain lion. Yeah. It's dude, fucked up, man. That's super messed up. I can't believe someone would just, like, ditch their friend like that. So if you go hiking, man, make sure you go with someone that's not going to run yeah. away from a mountain lion. Have them fill out a little questionnaire. Like, <laughs> if I was attacked by a mountain lion and I saved you, would you have my What back? would you do? <laughs> no. Okay, we can't hike. Dude, oh, man. But we got the uh, the Grammys tonight. I'm pretty excited for that. My boy, Nipsey nominated for rap album of the year that's pretty dope man yeah i usually don't really like uh to watch award shows because they're usually really long only award shows i watch is bt awards and uh <laughs> mtv awards that's it it's <laughs> only award shows you can what catch me watching you're gonna watch it tonight though the grammys maybe probably not i don't even know what time it starts I'll, i'm sure i'll be updated on instagram about yeah. what's going on that's the one good thing about social media is 
you don't have to watch anything anymore. They just tell you. But the cool thing is though to see uh, Nipsey finally get his, you know, his props, yeah. right, for being in the game for so long. I feel like these last two, three, last couple years, he's been finally getting the the respect he yeah. deserves because he's been grinding for a minute. He has. You know well, what I mean? We we uh, we went to what was it? Not last year, two years ago. We we went to VIP. We went to his birthday party. That shit and was that, tight, right? That was dope. That shit was tight. That was sick. That was hella fun. Mm-hmm. That was something to remember. But yeah, he's he's something else, dude. He inspires me so much in terms of how he gives back to the community and he's independent. He does it himself. Built up all these shops. He has a whole block in uh, Crenshaw District of LA. I went there and visited. Uh-huh. Um, it's unbelievable. One of the cleanest stores I've ever been in. Man, cleanest stores ever. It's, so he's like. He's next level, man. If there's anyone, if you're like a music person or you're like trying to be a producer, or artist, whatever, you should listen to him and follow his path because he's doing it right. Don't follow Blueface because you go be offbeat. <laughs> Heard he's the new off, Blueface, the new Migo, called Offbeat. Offbeat, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Offset, so, offbeat. Sound, sound like a whole bunch of seagulls fighting over a French fry. Did you see that uh, YG situation recently? Oh, if we're in the airport? In the airport, dude. dude. That pissed me off. He can learn from Nipsey. Yeah, for real, <laughs> dude. You out? I, I can elaborate on it a little bit because I saw. I was actually watching it last night. Yeah, because I was free. telling my friend. Um, I guess YG was getting off a plane, mm-hmm. and I guess Tiger was on the same plane. So YG was walking in front, and there was some guy who was there to film footage of Tiger, and he was waiting to take pictures of Tiger, and he saw YG. He was like, "Oh, screw it." I'm going to get some footage of YG, too. So he's, like, kind of in the corner by one of the little stores or whatever in the airport, right? Starts filming him, YG. YG sees it and comes up to him and confronts him, takes out his phone, puts it on selfie mode, Instagram story or whatever, and starts videotaping like this. He's like, hey, look at this. Look at this. Uh, and starts cussing him out pretty much. Like, yeah. look at this motherfucker, like, doing some gay shit, filming me, blah, 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 blah. You little mark. If I, we wasn't at the airport, I'd knock your ass out. And Damn. putting this. And this dude looked like he was, like, 17, like a little kid who can barely speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what airport it was. He looked scared. He looked scared out of his mind. <laughs> I would be scared if I'm over there. Oh, look. Like, mommy, mommy, YG, YG. And I'm taking pictures. And all YG comes up. He's like, what's up, little bitch? And like starts like, I'm like, oh, crap. It's like, if we wasn't at the airport, I'd knock your ass out. Like, oh, my. I lost a lot of respect for YG. Me too, man. One of my favorite artists is on uh, on tour with YG right now. Shout out Mozzie. Oh, uh, yeah, Mozzie's dope. Um, but it was like, damn, dude. Like, to see him kind of just forget that he's a celebrity. Uh-huh. Forget that yeah. people look up to you and people admire you and you kind of given up your regular human rights yeah when someone sees a famous person they're going to pull out their phone they're going to record you you know what i mean like why are why are cultures like that i don't know yeah but that's the way it is and it's like dude don't don't call out your fans bro like these people pay yeah money to see you they buy your albums that's how you lose fans too because not only i'm sure that kid will never listen to yg again because I'll have, like, post-traumatic stress. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but he lost me as a fan. And I'm sure he lost a lot of other people as fans, too. It's like, Ludacris is one of my favorite artists of all time. He was mm-hmm. always a huge inspiration for me. I loved all his music until I saw an interview with him and Nardwar. You know Nardwar, the funky dude on YouTube? Who's do, like, do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah old school Nardwar. <laughs> he, like, best interviews out there. Yeah. Um, and he did an interview with Ludacris. Uh-huh. And Ludacris was talking down on him. On Nardwar? Like, on Nardwar. Of all people, the little Canadian, super humble, friendly dude. Yeah. 
he was talking down on him. He was like, he's like, man, like, he's like, oh, so like, blah, 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 talking about who he hangs out with or something. He was like, man, I'm too expensive to hang out with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm too rich for you. Like, hella talking down on Narware, like, super disrespectful. And that took a big chunk out of how I viewed Ludacris, Mm -hmm. which sucks because he was always a huge figure of, like, inspiration for me. Yeah. And then he sees, it's it's interesting. I heard a quote one time that said something about uh, your idols, once you meet them, will reveal that they have clay feet, which is a weird way of saying, like, once you meet someone that you look up to, yeah, you're gonna realize they're human too, uh-huh. and it's gonna like so never really meet your idols. Gotcha. Kind of along the lines uh-huh. of like TV killed the radio star, because mm-hmm. I guess even last night I was like looking up these funny music videos that this person was making. Never saw the person. I was like, oh, this is kind of funny, huh? And then I saw what the person looked like, yeah. and for some reason in my human brain, I was like, oh, I don't like how they look, and then I stopped listening to the music. Which was interesting because I saw it happen within myself. Yeah. I was like, why? Why is that a big factor? Why does the image matter? Why does the image matter that much? Yeah. But I thought that was like super interesting. I was like, huh, this. The uh, stay on this YG thing, right? I remember I was filming for uh, for Too Short and Upgrade, DJ mm-hmm. Upgrade. So they're doing this show in Modesto. I think it's Modesto or Tracy. One of the two. And uh, you know, I'm around Too Short. I'm like, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? This is. This is dope. This is a dream come true. Yeah. So I got my camera and I'm like sitting around and two shorts probably where you are. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, they just talking casually. I pull out my camera and I'm just kind of like, oh, this will be good. Like B-roll, like good yeah, footage. Yeah. Behind the scenes. And two short looks at me. No. He looks at his partner. He's like, points, right? So I'm like, fuck, hey, what's about to happen? So his partner comes over and he's like, hey, man, no recording. Super respectful. Yeah. Didn't cuss me out. Didn't say, get the fuck up out of here. Just like, when we chilling, we chilling. And it kind of made me realize, like, when I'm in certain situations, not everything needs to be recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes people just chilling. People just sitting there. Yeah. But it's like, until you you learn or you're in that situation, it's like, you don't really know. Because yeah. you're, you're, like, fucking shocked, right? You're like, yeah. damn, this is somebody I always looked up to. This person's dope. Like, yeah. I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to get some dope footage. Yeah. And it, I don't know, man. It's time and a place for everything. Well, it's interesting, too, because that's how I am. Like, when I've done a lot of stuff with Cookie Money and stuff like that, like, I always have the camera on. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I've been like, I don't know if I should be recording this, because he'll be telling some stories Yeah, you're like that most people aren't supposed to hear. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I turn off the camera because it's, like, so much game Yeah, that I'm like, All right, I don't want the camera to interfere with what's going on right now Yeah, because it'll make the situation different mm-hmm. and it, it kind of cameras are interesting in that way i feel like i miss a lot of really cool moments that i'm in when i'm filming them because yeah. i'm so focused on filming them you, you know the, like you want the shot to be so good exactly yeah. like i was on stage and there was like mi- thousands of people in the crowd and like i'm with these like famous artists and i'm on stage yeah. like people can see me yeah but i'm filming so mm-hmm. i'm not i wasn't able to fully like be immersed in the moment because that camera was between me and the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the cameras and like videography in that way are, are really interesting. Because you're right. You have an urge to, you want to record everything. But then like that happens and they're like, hey, turn that off. You know what's funny? When you get kicked off the stage as a cameraman and you go like in the little bullpit area, uh-huh. people think you know those people. Like I've been on stage with like two chains before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they let you be there for like two to three minutes or not. Then they make everyone go to the bullpit, like at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at the bottom. 
And then these girls come up to me like, oh my gosh, like, you know Two Chains, you know Two Chains. And I'm like, yeah, I know Two Chains. Like, yeah, like, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. And like, kissing me on the cheek. Oh, and, no way. Uh, I was there with Brandon. Brandon took a picture of this girl kissing me on the cheek. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm the fucking, I'm a random ass camera dude yeah. on stage. And motherfuckers think I know Two Chains or whatnot yeah. just because I'm on stage. Like, it's crazy the the effect of like being on stage with someone or having a camera yeah. can... or just being in a vicinity with someone um, <coughs> that isn't on the level of normal individuals. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's weird. Cause like people, I hate to say this, but people really didn't care what was going on with what I was creating and what I was doing in my own personal life until they started to see like, Oh, whoa, he's with cookie money. He's with filthy wrist. He's with ski, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cause then they're like, Oh, maybe I should start watching a little bit more. Yeah. Of course you have the fans, not the fans, but the family, if anything, the friends who like yourself, you know, who've been there since the beginning mm-hmm. and like you see the progress and like we motivate each other and we help each other out, et cetera, do exactly. podcasts. But then there's the people who are always kind of looking for what's next you know, I want to call them opportunists. They Pretty kind much, of, they yeah. Wait on the side for something like, oh, I might be able to get something out of this situation. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those, like you were talking about those girls at the show, mm-hmm. like that's a perfect example. Right. They have no idea who you are, but they see you almost as a gateway into Two Chains circle. Like, oh, cool. Oh, you know Two Chains. Oh my God. Wow. Because right. <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Someone you can get close to. Uh... <clears throat> Since this whole YG thing we're talking about it is Busta Rhymes, dude. Hmm. His security is like, if you get anywhere close to this fool, they will fuck you up. Oh no! Like, and they're known for it. Really? Like Busta Rhymes, you're not talking to Busta Rhymes. You're not taking a picture with Busta Rhymes. Damn. You're not getting close to Busta Rhymes unless he wants you to be. Yeah. That fool's security is known for fucking shit up. Like wow. they they don't play. Huh? Well, I mean, it's. Maybe that's who YG needs to hire. Yeah. Or Takashi yeah. Security. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. They're going to throw him under the bus real quick. Man. Freaking Takashi, man. I can't. Yeah, that fool's, uh, he's in trouble right now. Big trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, he just snitched on. Supposedly snitched on his whole his whole crew, man. Damn. Crazy. And it's crazy because how do you let a, a not street dude get into your circle like that? Yeah. You know he's not real. Why are you talking to him about shit that could get you in trouble yeah to get you to go to jail for a long long fucking time yeah this doesn't make sense man well i have a feeling someone like takashi like viewed all the people around him as like oh i won't take the fall mm-hmm. you know because i hate to say this but i've been in situations where i was doing things i shouldn't be i'll leave it at that uh-huh. um with people that were also doing things that shouldn't have been mm-hmm. and we got stopped and they got taken and they let me be yeah granted i'm white I, I can I can act nerdy, you know uh, what I mean? Because I am a little bit. You can turn on that. You can turn exactly. on that voice. Like, oh, oh, excuse me. You know. Yeah. Um, but they let me go, and I'm like standing there, like I'm just as guilty as these people. Yeah. So I feel like Takashi was in a similar situation. It's like, oh well, like in reality, even though I'm tatted up and I have rainbow hair and all this crazy. But he's shit. Mexican, so shit. He don't That's fall true, in that huh? same category. Yeah. Well, and he has hella felon, <laughs> felonies on him. Like he had that whole uh, uh, child pornography thing or yeah. whatever, which is crazy. Should have castrated himself. <laughs> right? But no, I guess in that situation, it was like his friend hooking up with a girl who said she was older uh-huh. than she really was. Yeah. He kind of recorded his friend getting head or some shit. So uh-huh. it's like. Well, that's a, a weird situation in itself. Because that's always terrified me when I was single mm-hmm. is being in the dating field 
or dating arena, uh-huh. whatever you want to call it, and girls saying that they're older than they are. Because yeah. nowadays, dude, girls, I saw a girl the other day, like, I was talking to one of my friends who's a girl, and she was telling me about her friend. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. And she was like a model or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought she was like 22. And then mid-conversation, like, she just happens to be like, oh, yeah, she just turned 15. Whoa. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, granted, I wasn't, like, trying to pick Damn. a girl up or anything. But still, it's like. But I was like, oh, she's a model. So I was, like, looking at her model pictures, like, oh, she's pretty attractive, whatever. Yeah. She's 15. And I was like, whoa. Damn. That's <clears throat> nuts to me. Like, that's scary. Well, think about fucking Kylie Jenner, dude. How old is she? She's 21, 22 now. So she's older. But I'm saying before then, dude, she was like the hottest thing. And yeah. she was underage and people fucking wanted her. Yeah. And people, Tyga dated her when she was underage. Like, that's, see, that's, dude, the world is weird, man. I remember back in middle school, you probably remember this too, elementary school. Granted, that's like really young. What is that, like 12? But, um, Kids used to look like kids. Mm-hmm. I used to have my little Spitfire shirts on and yeah. my shorts that didn't match and my oversized shoes running around on the playground, long hair, pimples. Yeah. Now you look at these kids, they're in designer, they're all dressed head to toe, makeup, fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, getting all these crazy haircuts and like tattoos already. Like it's nuts to me. It's like a lot of these parents dress their kids how they want their significant other to dress or how they want mm. or how the husband dress. Yeah. It's like your kid does not need no fucking Gucci shoes. Yeah, for real. Your kid does not need no Louis Vuitton. Yeah. They're going to go to the park. They're going to go to school. They're going to fuck that shit up. You oh, just yeah. spent hundreds of dollars Yeah. on some shit that you shouldn't even bought them. Well, not to mention they're going to grow out of it super quick. Makes no sense, man. I used to hear stories. This never happened to me, but I always used to joke around with it. Um, it's like you buy the undersized shoes. And then if you grew out of them, you would just wear them in the bathtub and stretch them out. Huh. <laughs> Which that's, is a good, good That's a good, good theory. Good tip. I didn't know that worked. Yeah. Try it out. It works. <laughs> it works. But I mean, that's the funny thing to me is maybe it's a, a good sign of what kids are doing nowadays. Because I feel like I don't see kids play outside anymore, man. I feel like I rarely see. I mean, granted, it's like a different world and like it might not be as safe. You know what the new cool thing for kids to do is? Huh? Watch other kids play games. I do that, man. I've watched that every once in a while. Bruh, I, I thought it was cool too, right? Watching GTA, like watching motherfuckers going kill streaks yeah. and shit. But it's like, dude, kids will literally get their iPad and they'll watch another kid play video games. Yeah, weird. On their iPad. It's crazy as fuck, dude. It's like, when I was a kid, I want to play with the toys. Yeah. I want to be outside. I want to be in it. Yeah. I want to be the motherfucker playing with the toys and y'all can watch me play with the toys. Exactly. Well, from a certain standpoint, there's two takes on this. And the way that I do it is sometimes I watch, if it's like a cool new game, mm-hmm. I'll watch someone else do like a playthrough of it so I won't spend money on it. Because if you think about it, you, uh, spend, you spend 60 bucks on a game, you play it for like a week, you're over it. Yeah. Or you can go on YouTube and watch someone else play it for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, get your fill and never waste the money. Second Damn, take. I've never thought of it that way. See, that's how you. That's how we get. That. That's how you make it up here, baby. <laughs> stay up, your money. <laughs> we staying up. Um, but uh, the second standpoint from why I think kids are doing it is it's like watching your friend play video games. It's like mm-hmm. you go to their house, they just got a new game, and you're sitting there with them. Granted, there's no interaction. Yeah. But I think people like there's that dude PewDiePie. I think people watch so many of his videos that it almost becomes like a pen pal type situation. Huh. Where it's like oh like. I've seen so many of his videos. I know who he is. 
and then it's like they're watching their friend play games. That makes sense. Which, I mean, it's weird to see that because it's the next step of, the, of this uh, social media generation. Because before it's like, oh, I don't have to hit up my friends anymore because I see what they're doing on Instagram. Oh, I don't have to text my friends anymore because I see what they're doing. Um, now it's like, oh, I don't need friends because I have this friend who plays YouTube and does, you know what I mean? Peep weird. this, dude. There's a kid that was on Forbes, right? Mm-hmm. Seven years old. Oh, God. Guess how much money he made last year? How much? $22 million. Off what? Off playing with toys. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the, fucking crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah. And motherfuckers watch him yeah. play with toys. Yeah. And this motherfucker made $22 million as a seven-year-old. Well, he, so I guess the whole thing with that kid, right? Uh, he gets new toys, unboxes uh-huh. the toys, and then does toy reviews. But I'm sure he's still playing with it, right? That's yeah. how. It, oh yeah. Like, well, and then that's the thing too. The, that's crazy. All these brands now too. It's the new type of marketing, which everyone should tap into, is influencer marketing, where it's like if you're a new toy company, mm-hmm. you send this kid your toy to play with and review on his YouTube channel, you get like four million views of your toy instantly. Makes so sense. then all these other kids are like, I want that toy. Little Tommy was playing with it, and yeah. it looked like so much fun. Um, but that the weird thing about that is it's almost like extortion. With these parents. Because the kid's not getting the money. Yeah. Are you going to give your kid $22 million? These parents are probably balling out. Like, they probably bought him a babysitter, and they're taking trips. Like, hey, play with your toys. Right. You know, they got a gonna whole go film crew. Film this shit. Yeah. Make sure he plays with this on he this probably, day. He just lives in the studio. Damn. In the thing, and they're out sipping mimosas on a beach somewhere. I didn't even think about that, bro. It's probably Because he's happening. not filming it. A seven-year-old doesn't know how to work a camera, no. let alone upload it to YouTube and put the hashtags and promote it properly. Right. His parents are behind the scenes pulling a lot of strings. Damn. And it's kind of like those uh, those kids in pageants and like kids who are models. Yeah. Like five-year-old kid models and stuff like that who do like the baby commercials or whatever. Those parents are like pulling strings, and those kids usually turn out pretty weird. Think about all the Disney kids. Oh, you just said that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but the Disney kids, right? They're yeah. all fucked up. They are, all of them. Well, there was, what was that kid's name? We were talking about it the other day. Orlando Brown. Orlando dude. Brown. He went off the deep end. Man. You need to check out, he had an interview with Dr. Phil. Um, he was wearing these weird snake contacts, huh. and he put them in wrong. So, like, Granted, you know the pupils, like I'm looking at you, right? Yeah. He put him in wrong, so one pupil was looking this way and one pupil was like looking the other way. So the whole time I was like, dude, he went on some crazy drugs. I was freaking out about his eyes the whole time. Well, he was smashing that so Raven, so hey. <laughs> so it's justified. He's good. <laughs> it's justified. <laughs> Another topic I was going to bring up before we get out of here is uh, how do you feel about parents being friends with their kids? I kind of take it the same as managers being friends with the employees. Huh. It kind of blurs the lines, right? Blurs the lines. When can you be the disciplinarian? Yeah. Hmm. Well, and this is a really good quote to kind of sum that up in a whole is dogs bark and everyone finds it annoying and no one listens. But when a lion roars, people listen. Hmm. So I feel like it's a certain situation where it's like you can be a friend with your kids but when it comes to something serious, yeah. you have to put your fucking foot down. Makes sense. You know what I mean? And that's how I really try to handle a lot of my business and my interactions with people. It's like, I'm super laid back. I'm super humble. Yeah. But if it comes to a certain point where something needs to be done or something isn't being done correctly, you have to like be like, listen. Yeah. I don't ask for much. Put that foot down. But you need to get this shit done. Yeah. 
And then it's kind of like, that. oh, okay. Because if you're always like, kind of like, oh, well, you you don't have to do this, but if you want to, or this, 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 super lenient all the time. Yeah. When you try to put your foot down, they could be like, oh, no, nah, you're going to bend and fold. Mm-hmm. And the kids are going to run all over you. Makes sense. Makes sense. How do you feel about you? How you, if you have kids, if you want to have kids in the future, are you going to be the friendly dad? So or? I was I was talking to some coworkers about this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was I was saying you want your parent to be cool enough with you. So like if something comes up where you're about to have sex mm-hmm. for the first time, like you want to be able to talk to your parent about that, not in depth, but kind of yeah. like you know be comfortable with talking to your parent about it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you got to know when. There's some things you can talk to your parents about and there's some things you can't, right? You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to come with them with your problems and stuff like that. But at the same time, you got to be able to be like, I'm not your friend. Like, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think as we get further in in life, right, spankings and all that type of shit isn't isn't the norm anymore. Yeah. So like growing up, I would get hit with the belt. You know what I mean? I would get disciplined. And that's how I knew, like, okay, I can't do this and I can't do this. Exactly. If you don't discipline your kids, you're just you're their roommate that pays for everything. Yeah. Damn, you know what I mean? That's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. So I remember my parents always telling me, like, I am not your friend. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me like that. Or you can't do this. Like, what do you like, you know what I mean? I just remember my parents always checking me. Yeah. And I think that's definitely helped me in the long run. And it's kind of made me realize, like, you know, certain things that you can talk to your parents about, certain things you can't, they're not your friend. They're yeah. your parent. And it's good to have a good relationship, but at the same time, you got to know what's up. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because I completely agree with you. Uh-huh. But from a weird standpoint, what I've noticed with a lot of people who I've, I don't want to necessarily have a relationship with, but friendships, girlfriends, whatever, uh-huh. um, people I've interacted with, I've noticed that the people who have more strict parents always end up being so much more crazy and wild and getting into worse situations uh-huh. because they're so strict at home yeah that when they get the chance to like go to college or go out and be free yeah they just hit the town running you know because the whole all all their lives their parents are like you can't do this you have to be home by this time yeah you have to go to bed at this time only one hour of tv do this homework first this, they this, taste this. that freedom they taste freedom and they're like oh my god ah! and they run around like a, i could drink exactly. I, could, well, I could stay out till midnight mm-hmm. and those are the yeah. kids who like get all <laughs> caught up in all these bad situations especially when like because imagine what you hit college in your 20s 19 18 18, 19. 18 yeah so the, the whole like a uh, nearing adulthood yeah and if you've been locked down for 18 years and then you hit college of all places yeah well you're on your own and your parents if you go out of town for college or far away you're around all these other people and like all these people your age who are just like you who are just like you yeah and y'all get into some crazy situations right granted i don't hear about it too much anymore but fraternities used to be a uh, and sororities used to have like crazy weird hazings and stuff like that yeah i mean granted i didn't go to college and like even well i mean i went to uh community community and it's uh, not the same right it's It's not not the same it's not the animal a university is exactly and even then like i was still kind of like okay i'm gonna pick and choose because i had my head on a little bit more straight yeah because uh you're focused i was focused yeah i knew what i wanted Mm -hmm. um but college and just like those type of situations in general are extremely interesting we got to get somebody on here that got some crazy uh college yeah, stories seriously that'd be interesting oh yeah well i'm sure we know a, a good amount <laughs> do, do we yeah seriously and rich kids that went to college yeah and had mommy and daddy money exactly that'd i wish i had mommy and daddy <laughs> money man i've been working since what like 12 it was nuts man 
But yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, there's a lot more we could talk about, but I think we should wrap it up there before we hit the three-hour mark. <laughs> yeah. I think we got some uh, some good shit off our chest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is exciting, man. I, I think we should definitely keep this up. I enjoy the podcast. So we'll call this episode one. Um, for all I know. For all I know, baby. Hit us up on Instagram. At, at Travis Fisher Official. At Raleigh Raw. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>